Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Good morning show on ESPN 1000. And we are streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you for a three hour ride here on this Tuesday morning with open phone lines for you. 312 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, Indianapolis is a buzz. Not because of the NBA All-Star game or the weekend. No, they're talking about the NFL Combine. Happens this time of year all the time with the NFL Combine. We get all the teams there to go look at some of the next generation of uh, NFL players at the Combine. But you know what I was thinking about as we were doing our morning meeting is the conversation that we heard on Sportsmanlike, the show that comes on right before us, 5 to 7 here on ESPN 1000 with Evan Cohen, Michelle Smallman, and Chris Canty. And you heard, like I heard, the three of them talking about the Bears and saying, well, there's a great possibility the Bears could screw this up with the number one pick or not have a good draft. Can I just tell you, there's nothing that you and I or Bears fans can do about the Bears not re-signing Wilbur Marshall in free agency. There's nothing that we could do about how the Bears did not hold on to one of the best kickers of all time in Robbie Gold. Nothing we could do about the Bears not holding on to Ron Rivera, letting him just go, and he becomes a pretty pretty doggone good head coach after his time with the Chicago Bears. There's nothing we could do about Mitch Trubisky. There's nothing we could do about some of the mistakes that the Bears have made in the past. But what I'm telling you, my friend, is, is that this is a new era of the Chicago Bears, and all we can do is be able to root for what the Bears have in front of us now, the opportunity to be able to have a new look, Chicago Bears, at the quarterback position, fill the holes in the draft and free agency. Hey, we can all say, well, it's the Bears. They always screw it up. But do we know for sure that that's going to happen now? We don't. And all very eloquently put by you, we can't change the 2017 draft. Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. And if you play the highlight that aired on this station, I was racing home from work at TV. And I have this station on. And I hear, we have a trade. The Chicago Bears have acquired the second pick and select Mitchell Trubisky. And you hear, I think it was Poli. Whoa. Like, what? Where'd Mm -hmm. that come from? Damn. And then all hell broke loose and Mahomes goes to Kansas City and the rest is history. But this is a new management team with a new way of doing things. I feel like the roster is markedly better. Think back. I said this to someone the other day. Think back to the day George McCaskey was spotted by one of our listeners walking through O'Hare. He's picking someone up at the airport, and he's got a sign that says Candiaga. You remember that? Yes. That was the hometown of Ryan Poles. And he was picking Ryan up at the airport. And he's getting a deal done and not letting him get on the plane the next morning to go to Minnesota. 
who was he was supposed to interview with next. Mm-hmm. We're getting this deal done. Got him. Okay, he immediately, we got the videos of him at 4 in the morning showing up to work, and he's got his little suit bag and going to live in the office. The whole deal. Yes. Khalil Mack, get out. Roquan, get out. I lost the number for Akeem Hicks. Robert Quinn, get out. The roster was horrific. Mm -hmm. They won three games. But he took all the dead cap money right away. We're going to stink. I'm going to eat it all now. Where's that roster? Almost 24 months to the day. Just a little over 24 months. That roster is all of a sudden markedly better. You have a wide receiver one. You have a defense that was the last 10 games with Montez Sweat. Really, really good. Oh, and you have two top 10 picks here? You've got your defensive backfield other than you've got to replace Eddie, but everything else is in place? Your linebackers in place? Oh, doctor. So I feel like it's a totally different way the Bears are doing business. I do. There's two words we have to always think about when it comes to either being in the front office of a National Football League team or gambling. And that is risk and reward. Right. Those are the two words, risk and reward. If you're a longtime Bears fan, you know where I'm going with this. Where I'm going with this is is that for many years, and Cap can attest to this as well, where there would be someone obvious that the Bears should be able to draft or someone obvious that the Bears should look at in free agency. And you say, boy, I mean, if you only sign that person, that could really do some wonders for your football team. That could really markedly make your team better if you're able to sign this person. Now it goes to the rival in the division or it goes someplace else. And that person goes on to win a Super Bowl championship or flourishes a Hall of Famer or whatever. We've seen this for many years, Cap, as Bears fans say, how come the Bears didn't get this person? Only if the Bears would have been able to acquire this person, if they would have spent the money to, for this, and the Bears don't do the risk. And then the reward on the other side of it is we're going to roll the dice and see what we can do because we're going to be aggressive. When you're there at the craps table, right, or, or when you're there on your gambling app and you say, you know what? The reward's going to be great if because I'm going to roll the dice because I feel like I could be able to be a winner here. I feel like we can be able to get this done. And I like that Ryan Poles bet on himself by coming hat in hand to George McCaskey. I don't know how he did it, but pretty much said, yeah, what you have here isn't good enough. Maybe he didn't say it out loud, but pretty much saying, hey, George, I'll do the job. But what you have here with those guys that you just mentioned, you're not winning with them. So we're going to win without them. Those veterans that you just listed. Because you weren't, because there were some people that were bellyaching about those guys. Mm-hmm. Roquan Smith on the top of that list, by the way, Correct. along with others that you mentioned. How could you get rid of those veterans? How could you weren't winning with them? Correct. You didn't have the infrastructure for it. And he got two linebackers in T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds for basically the same money. Basically. My point is, is that you at some point have to be able to have a set of balls and put them on the table Correct. and say, this is who we're, we are as a franchise. I can't do anything about how the Bears failed to get Joe Montana in 1979. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't do anything about that. You can tell those old stories and spin those old yarns, but it's 2024. And so it's go time now. Correct. Kevin White was a bad pick. We can't change it. Leonard Floyd. You and Yurko were all over that. I remember listening to York and listening to your night show. Go, I'm a Georgia fan. Don't take that guy. So we can't change any of that. We can't redo the Mitch Trubisky draft, unfortunately. But you cannot make the same mistake this time. 
Poles will have his first official chance to talk to Caleb Williams today. And Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, and J.J. McCarthy, and Bonix. He's going to get all those interviews. When he sits down with Caleb Williams, is that more a, say in Chicago, kid, because they're going to bring him in with one of what's called their 30 visits, and he will spend a couple of days there. That's when Patrick Mahomes sold Andy Reid in that famous thing where Nagy showed up at the hotel the night before. Mm -hmm. Nagy writes the report and says, Trubisky, ultimate project. Um, Deshaun Watson, concerned about injuries. He's already had an ACL, thin wrist, thin ankle, the whole deal. Patrick Mahomes, generational, do not miss, move up, get what, do whatever you have to do to get him. Mm-hmm. And then he shows up at the hotel the night before. Here's the answers to the test. I want you to be our quarterback. When you meet with Andy tomorrow, these are the plays you've got to know. Study this tonight. And when you go in there tomorrow for five hours on the whiteboard, you'll kill it because those are the plays. Mm-hmm. And he did. Yeah. And it's worked out. So I want that for us. Yes. Same thing. Yes. The risk and reward. The risk is, and maybe it's not a risk to Ryan Poles, but for many that are listening right now, the risk is, hey, we like Justin Fields and we feel like he's a raw talent. We feel like he's on the precipice of doing something special with the Chicago Bears team. Well, just based on reports, and it's not me and Cap pushing him out the door, we have to say this every day because, and again, I can say this, people will hear what they want to hear. I couldn't care less. I'm an adult with a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I mean, this is, I'm a sports fan, just like everybody else listening. Right. And so, my, but, but my ultimate overarching point is, Cap, is that Ryan Poles feels that he can upgrade at the position, not just turn the clock back on the money at the quarterback position, but feels like he can upgrade it by saying, we're going to start over with this young man because he has all the intangibles that we like. And if it's not Caleb Williams, it's going to be someone else, but it more than likely won't be Justin Fields, just based on everything that we're hearing. And, and, he, and that's the risk. How many times in the, in the previous years where a general manager or a front office person would say, no, we're going to stick with who we have right here. We're not going to go for a quarterback because we got our guy. We like him in the room. There's, this is an era, Cap, in which you upgrade. Wait, we've seen some uh, surprising upgrades just around here, just from coaches and managers. It was out of nowhere that Craig Council became the manager for the Chicago Cubs. I think they were good with Ross, but they didn't want to settle. Like, I, they looked at the, the Blackhawks and said, we love Dennis Savard, but we need to upgrade by having someone that can tighten the screws like Quinville. Yeah, we, we like Rick Renneria, but Ozzie Guinn is one of our own. Yeah, he's going to get us to a World Series championship. It happened. So I think it's okay to be able to say, we like who we have, and we had no reports that there is a disconnect between poles and fields, but we need someone that we feel that can tighten the screws of this and reimagine the quarterback position. I get that. Yeah, I still, and someone's got to explain to me why it's become such a divisive issue. I've told you. You don't like my answer. Tell me again. <laughs> I told you already. <laughs> because people have an emotional investment into Justin Fields. You remember how you felt in Florida. You remember how I felt in the hood cave when we, we were found ecstatic. out. That's, that's, that's the feeling, though. When's the last time that a Bears fan felt that good about someone coming into the organization? Think about it. You might like the guys on the Bears roster right now. Okay. But, but think about the, the entire roster and look at Justin Fields. 
Was anyone that excited about a, a player coming to the Bears since Fields? Uh, my quote was, that's the most exciting thing that's happened in Chicago sports since the Cubs won the World Series. People laugh The night they draft people laugh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And now, people think I'm anti him. I'm not. Yeah. I just want better. You still like my answer. My answer is that people have that investment. But Right? But if Am I right, not right about that? You, about, you are. Okay, but... But if Caleb Williams... Is who many of these analysts said he was or is. What I don't understand the the hesitancy. They'll trust Pauls to do everything else, but they won't trust that decision if it means moving on from Justin. And I don't understand why. Because people feel good about Justin Fields. They feel like he's an underdog, and he is. He is an underdog, and he's underachieved as a Chicago Bears quarterback. But here's what you know, Cap, and we talk about this all the time. You're a 9-to-5-er, or you're working every day, and you tune in to Cap and Jay Hood or, or, or any of the shows on ESPN Chicago to get your information. But the one thing that the 9-to-5-er knows is I know what Justin Fields is. I don't know who Caleb Williams is because I don't have the sports bandwidth to sit and watch tape or watch USC football. Too late for me, man. I got to get up with the kids. I ain't watching Pac-12 after dark. I mean, but that's what it is, though, Cap. No, a lot, a lot of people have the time to be able to research or look, you know, week in, week out, like Shay and I, loving college football, watching every Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that, and, but they love Justin Fields because they know that. They, can, they find three and a half hours in their week to be able to watch Justin Fields and invest in him. And so to say that he's going to be going away, for some people, that's a problem. Right. It, it is. Go ahead, Moore. No, I was going to say he's like that cookie that's warm with the ice cream on top. <laughs> Some yes. people like a dessert. Yes. <laughs> they just don't want it to go away. That's right. Even if it's bad for you. I like a cookie. So, uh, so here's the other thing. Justin, even by their admission from the cult, that he hasn't played well enough. He hasn't. Well, he had Luke Getze. Okay. He works in Vegas now. Well, he didn't have enough help. Well, he didn't have a receiving core. Well, the offensive line wasn't good. If you leave Caleb Williams on the board, if your GM truly believes that dude's the guy, yes, and you don't take him, that's malpractice. Much as it might sting, if you let your GM do his job, and if he comes back and he says... He's speaking today at 9.15. We'll carry it here on the show. Mm-hmm. If he gets up to the mic, yeah, I've got an announced couple of announcements. One, Jalen Johnson has agreed to a new deal or he got tapped, whatever he says. Number two, we are openly engaged in trading the pick. We're staying with Justin. Tomorrow morning, let's go. Yeah, Game awesome. on, man. Yeah, whatever. Game on. Well, how would you and Hoodie going to be able to handle that if you want Caleb Williams? Because I'm a Bears fan and an adult with a mortgage, like you say. Mm-hmm. That's it. But if he comes out and says, we've traded Justin to the Atlanta Falcons for whatever they got back, and we're zeroed in on the quarterback class, and they end up taking Caleb Williams, game on as well. I just don't understand why they'll trust Ryan Poles to make this deal, that deal. Just don't touch my quarterback. Just let the man do his job. It's because of the it's the term that you just used, my quarterback. That's why. And again, that's not everybody. 
But I think that more and more we're not hearing from the Fields fans as much because I think they know the inevitable is going to happen. I just think it's interesting on Unsportsmanlike that they say, well, it's the Bears. Of course, you're going to screw it up. And I'm just here to say that, yes, I can. we can spin all those old yarns about what the Bears used to be. But what I'm saying here is that you're rooting for better. I can understand why there might be a little concern, a lot of concern, because we're talking about the unknown. Anytime you go in the draft, it's the unknown. But the point is, though, is that the Bears, I, I feel, are t- turning this thing in the right direction. So... What are you expecting to hear from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus today when they speak? As Cap mentioned, that both will speak today. We'll carry it right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. We got a couple of things that we think that Eberflus and Poles could say. But jump into our conversation about the Bears. I mean, like, like Unsportsmanlike said before we came on the air, the Bears, well, they always get it wrong. Do you feel like they can get to, they're going to get it wrong here at the quarterback position? Let's talk about it on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show. Cap and J Hood are back. Appreciate you guys. I listened to you streaming on the ESPN One Thousand app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's Cap and J Hood on ESPN One Thousand and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Tuesday morning as we talk to you about the Bears, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776, our phone number. All the teams around the National Football League are at the Combine in Indianapolis. Uh, Ryan Poles is there. Matt Eberflus is there as well. What are you expecting to hear from Poles and Eberflus when they speak today? Now, it's a, a question for you, but it's also a question for us, Cap, because we know that this time of year not only is Combine year, but also Sandbag year sandbag time of year where you don't give all your trade secrets and why would you to the press in Indy? I fully expect him to come out and go Justin's our quarterback, we love Justin blah blah blah. Well what about the quarterback class? We'll go through our evaluations just like we do every year. I'd have to be blown away to take a quarterback. The whole thing. Why would he say, why would he tip his hand? For what possible reason? Yes. Until it's done. Yeah. It's not going to come out today and go, I've evaluated everything. Justin's on the market. No, he's not going to do that. No. And then the nonsense will start later. See, he said really good things about Justin. No. Of course he did. No, he's not going to say anything, but that was Shane Waldron's job, and he dropped the ball last week. He was pushed out. You say it. Go on out there. I'm not doing that. (laughs) That was his job, Cap. So odd for the coordinators to speak this close to the combine last week. So odd. Because it put, you, you put Shane Waldron's blank in a ringer right there. Did you not? You put his blank in a ringer like you go out there, like all this conversation about the quarterback. You want me to? I'm the offensive coordinator. Yep. Go ahead. <laughs> Say what you want, kid. I mean, that's almost a rib, man. They almost say ribbed him out there. It's like, hey, you go out there and say something. Like, this is a pressure cooker in Chicago. Everyone wants to know, is it going to be Caleb Williams or, you know, or uh, Justin Fields? That's not right. Could Poles go out today and put the first-round pick, like the number one pick in the draft, up for sale without committing to Justin Fields? Say, say that again? Poles goes out, says, we're listening to offers on the number one pick. And somebody, oh, are you sticking with Justin Fields? We're listening to offers on the number one pick. You don't have to, like, I Absolutely. still think there's a world you could trade it and not keep Fields. Oh, yeah, that's out there for sure. Could he potentially take the, and be like, yeah, you know, we're, we're answering some phone calls? Mm-hmm. Well, he might say, he, if he's not listening to phone calls, then shame on him. 
and he's not the guy I think he is. Of course he's going to listen to every time that phone rings is potentially something he could be intrigued by. One call leads to another call to, all right, I had a bunch of calls about this. I'm not doing that, but we found something on this. You don't know what comes out there. Yeah, we're going to hear from Tom Palacero, who covers the National Football League like a blanket, talking about what the Bears could do with the draft that's coming up after our 7.30 headlines right here on Cap and Jay Hood. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Let's go to the phone lines and talk to you. Say hello to Dallas, Texas, listening on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's Justin on Cap and Jay Hood. Justin, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. I hope everything is good. How are you, Justin? I'm good. I'm good, Cap Hoodie. Uh, can you just give me a minute or two just to get something off my chest? Uh, first off, Hoodie, I'm the guy that you speak about, about the guy that doesn't have time to – I work the 9 to 5, literally. I don't have time to watch the Pac-10 or Pac-12, whatever the case may be. I just want Ryan Pose to get it right. Mm-hmm. And my history tells me that the general managers in the past, while we've made some good decisions, we made a lot of bad decisions. Yep. So that's, that's the first thing. Second thing, uh, I want to address the caller last week that had some choice words. I won't speak of him, but, I mean, we know who it is. Um, I don't know how much time he spent in Chicago. I know he's from a certain city on the East Coast. But uh, all I know is I'm born and raised in Chicago. And I've been following the Bears since forever. So we've had a lot of down years. And we just so happen to be in the position that we are in now. So for him to come in and say, oh, whatever, this question that he asked, who does he think he is, that's fine. It's cool. But, you know, you're a guest in this Bears community. I'm a veteran in the Bears community. (laughs) So take that how you want to take it. I appreciate y'all taking my call, and you know it's all love. Peace. You're the best. (laughs) That's our guy. The Chicago way from Justin. (laughs) Yeah. That's what he just told you. He is a diehard. (laughs) He laid it out there, didn't he? 312-332-3776, 312-332-3776, phone number. I mean, as Cap and I were talking right before the show, there's nothing that the, that the current Bears regime can do about Rick Meyer in a fourth-round draft pick uh, being traded for a first-round pick in 1997. Nothing you can do about it. We thought that Rick Meyer was going to be the guy. I thought he was at least a B-to-C quarterback. You realize if you go back to 98, they had Stenstrom, they had Rick Meyer, we gave up a first-round pick... They won a meaningless game against Baltimore mm-hmm. in 98. Otherwise, they have the number one pick. Yep. We got four wins. Indy got three. Mm-hmm. Ah, we're out of the running. I was like, what are we doing here? Chicago Bears, man. But again, that's just part of the lore of the negative and the questions and just the dysfunction of the Bears. The hope is they're going to get right right now. As we go to Minneapolis, Minnesota, listening on the ESPN Chicago app, here's Marcus on Cap and J. Hood. Marcus, good morning. Hey, what's up, guys? Good morning. What's up, Marcus? Uh, Fine. Hey, so one thing I don't, one thing that, that bugs me is when I hear either side talking and they talk like that the other side is the cult, the only cult. So, Cap, I mean, I, I hate the word cult, but if we're going to say cults, there is a Caleb code also. Let's acknowledge that. It's just not just in Fields fans. There's fans on both sides that are so stuck on their opinion on what the Bears should do that people are saying, okay, if they choose the opposite of what you what you what you want, that you've been on that side so much, how are you gonna come back and be a Fields fan if they don't trade Fields or 
But, but that's where, where Marcus, that's where you're wrong. We're not anti or pro Fields fans. We're Bears fans. If Ryan Pohl I'm, says, I'm I want to do this, I'm in, man. He's my GM. I want my team to win. Well, well Cap, I, I was speaking in general. In general, I, I was speaking in like Bears Twitter world and stuff, not necessarily you, even though I don't think you're being real with yourself. But I, I, my, my main point I do want to make, though. How am I so, not Cap, being I real? See, I'm being, I'm being totally honest here. I want them to draft Caleb Williams. I've said consistently for six months, unless his background checks, if Paul says, nah, I got some red flags, I can't do it. Okay, you have access to more information, Ryan Poles, than Marcus or Hoodie or me or anybody else. If all those boxes are checked, don't hope Justin's the guy. Take what you think is the better prospect, Period. Okay, so what I so I, I do I do have another main point. But what I mean when I see you're not being real, if the Bears came on today at the press conference and said we're keeping Fields, I don't think you'll you'll handle it that easy. You you were the same person that that screamed that the Bears was chase was scared to chase greatness a few weeks ago. Uh-huh. You you emotionally invested in and. I get it. You invested. You really want the Bears to take Caleb Williams. And I think that there will be more disappointment than you're, you're acknowledging if they don't take Caleb. Well, I won't but agree with point- the decision. I will think it's the wrong decision. But again, if Ryan Poles makes that decision, it says we are 100% committed to Justin Fields. I'm a Bears fan, man. And he obviously has more intel than we do. Right. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, everyone will be come back. You know, no matter what, if, if, if they make whatever decision, everyone will come back and be a Bears fan. But my main point, though, Cap, that I wanted to say is, so last week, uh, Justin came out and said that he uh, shut social media, or he unfollowed the Bears on Instagram and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And you guys came on, and, and you, you called him, you didn't say he was a coward, but you said it was cowardly. Correct. And, that, and, and, and the week before that, I called you, and I said... You're too personal. It's, it's borderline disrespect. And you did the same thing with Rose a few years ago. And if I remember correctly, you said you ran into him in the arena and you apologized to him. And you said, man, this guy's a good kid. And that's where I think we get invested too much into these guys, and then we start to go too far with takes. We get emotionally invested, and we go too far with takes. I see it on Twitter every day. But, Cap, you're a good man in the end, though. I know everyone gets on you on Twitter but I get it. You just, you just want the best to be good. Everybody. That's all I want, man. Appreciate you. We appreciate you being a loyal listener. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. More of your phone calls. Also, Tom Pelissero spoke about Caleb Williams. And we've got one side of the beef from Justin in Dallas. We're going to get the other side oh, of the beef doctor. from Derek in Brooklyn. Oh, yes. It's still to come. Oh, yeah. Here comes the ether. And here comes the pain. Looking forward to it. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings, seven to ten. Let's go. Checkmate one six. Landing suppression on target. That's why I see him in my shot. Shot or no shot with Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN one thousand and the ESPN Chicago app. That's why I see him in my shot. Good morning and welcome in to the Captain Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot. And it's brought to you by ESPN 
Bet, now live in Illinois. Sign up today. New users get $100 in bonus bets with any sportsbook. Bet, we say good morning. This is J.W. Norman. All right. Good morning, boys. On a, what's today, Tuesday? I'm out of my mind back here. Yes. How are we doing? We're doing great. And the reason why we're doing great is because coming up at 9.15 within the framework of our show, we will hear from Ryan Poles. Uh, he'll have his press conference in Indianapolis, the side of the Combine. That's at 9.15. Also, we ask you to always go to our YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you're in the right spot. YouTube.com. Go to the ESPN Chicago channel or the ESPN Chicago app and hear from Matt Eberflus uh, from Indianapolis as well. We'll keep reminding you, but if you're looking for your exclusive Bears uh, front office, you know, GM and head coach, you can keep it right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN 1000, and all of our channels. Um, by the way, just based on what, <laughs> based on what Shea did with that, with his own ether on um, Marvin Harrison, he's lit up the phone lines himself. <laughs> See these lines lit right here? Yeah. This they're not they're unscreened because we're got to go into shot or no shot. But this is the reaction to Shea, <laughs> pretty much holding up a mirror to these people about you know how they had, how they analyze a, a wide receiver versus analyzing a quarterback. So my buddy just texted me. Funny. Tell Shea that was spectacularly well done. Yes. Because people don't want to see themselves for what they are in the mirror. Correct. That's exactly what, That's what correct. Shea just did. He just held, held it up as like, hey, by the way, all these question marks you have about Caleb Williams, here's, Mar- here's Marvin Harrison. Okay? And, and, and so now what? Now what are you going to say? See how that narrative changes? Yep. Here's Shea Norley. Shea? All right, I want to get started with shot or no shot. Uh, Peter King retired yesterday by, some people are calling it a bombshell, predicting the Bears will trade the number one pick in the draft. So I have compiled three potential offers that have been reported somewhere, and you can tell me shot or no shot for each of them. I want to be clear. This is not shot or no shot. The Bears will do it. It's shot or no shot. You would do it. Okay. Shot or no shot, Bears trade number one pick to Washington for the number two pick, second round pick, number 40, this year, and a first round pick next year. No, no shot. That's a no shot. And that's, you said Washington, right? Yep. That's a no shot. Uh, I would imagine, Cap, Washington, eh, good, you know, decent defense. I expect them to be in the top 10 of the draft again next year, don't you? Washington, even with Quinn, you still need offensive firepower. I got to figure out who's their who's their long term answer quarterback. Will Cor- that will that be May? Could that be? They, now McCarthy? that they got rid of Sweat, Chase Young, they moved a, a lot. They cleaned everything. They're probably going to be in the top ten. Probably top five, maybe. Is that too much? So I'm I'm thinking about that other draft pick. I, it's a no shot, but I'm wondering what that uh, first round pick next year looks like. That's probably a top five pick. Yeah, I don't know about top five, but top ten for sure. Okay. Next one? Yeah, I think the feeling is you can get more if you trade further back. So let's do that. This was uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Bears trade number one pick to Giants for number six pick. Their second round pick, pick 39. First and second round picks next year and Kayvon Thibodeau. No shot. Thank you. Pass. Wow. That was a quick wow. fire. I'm taking the freaking quarterback if he checks every box. There is no offer you could make no, to no, me. No, just go back, but go through it again, though, with the, the Giants, okay? Yeah, All you right. get the sixth pick, their sixth. second round pick, sixth. number 39, yep. first and second round picks next year, and Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, no, thank you. Pass. What sales picks look like next year for the Giants, okay? That's a, 
I think what's scary is you, you feel like if you give the Giants their quarterback, they there's a chance they could be good, right? Like, not good, but win eight, nine games if they hit on quarterback. They won a road playoff game a year ago. With an awful quarterback. So, there you go. It, uh, oh, okay, so you know, are you saying they, they get rid of or bench Jones for whoever the, the incumbent would be, the next quarterback, Shay? Um, or he, wouldn't he be behind boy. Jones? I, would be, would you be, try to find a way to trade Danny Dimes in that case? Like, if you get up to number one and take Caleb, I don't think you're starting Danny Dimes in front of Caleb. No. No, you're not. As this, so, yeah, it's a no shot for me. What's the next one? All right, this was Peter King. Bears trade number one pick to Washington for the same deal as above. Number two pick, second round pick this year, and a first round pick next year. They then trade number two to Atlanta for number eight, their second round pick this year, and their first and second round picks next year. It would give them a total of nine picks in the first two rounds of this year's and next year's drafts. Shot or no shot? No shot. Thank you. Pass. Too deep into the draft, though. So I give you... You're picking eight and nine this year, and then you have uh, two second-round picks this year and five picks next year, your own, both their firsts and both their seconds. Am I keeping Justin in that scenario? Sounds like I am. Well, yeah, you're not drafting a quarterback then. I, mean, I get one, but, I mean, it's down the track now. Yeah, you're picking eight and nine. The yeah. best of the best picks are gone. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up with, like, a Dunze and McCarthy. A Dunze and Bo Nix wouldn't be that. Yeah, I will pass. <laughs> no shot. Thank you. I hope Bo Nix is going to be good because we haven't talked enough about him, and you haven't, um, you haven't scouted him yet, Shay. Will that even come up between now and then? I'm sure it yeah, will. Yeah, we got, like, six weeks left. Yeah, I'll, I'll take care of Bo Nix, too. Somehow, some way, I think that that's going to be a name that we're going to be like, we focused on, and rightfully so, we're focused on the number one pick. I got to feeling that Bo Nix is going to be a pretty above-average pro. I think he has a low ceiling. Uh, a little teaser on, uh, like, I watched a lot of him. I watched a lot yeah. of Oregon football, so I'm coming in with a bias already. But mm-hmm. low ceiling uh, could be maybe the best rookie, just in the sense that I think he's spent the most time in college. He's played the most games. He's seen the most football. He probably can adjust quicker than most, but I don't think he's got any special trait. Just don't see him being overwhelmed coming in. He's kind of like a Kirk Cousins type to me. Be fair, very steady. That's a no shot, though, Cap. There's a lot there that you'd be getting, but that's a no shot, and a lot of moving parts there. You setting up Atlanta's franchise, aren't you? Yeah, I, I'm. Again, I'll say it for the nine millionth time: if every box gets checked, Ryan Poles is taking the top quarterback. If he has doubts, then he'll trade. But I think every box is going to be checked, and I think he's taking Caleb Williams and Halla frickin' Luya. All right, Shay, what else do we have? All right, DJ Moore talked about Justin Fields and what he wants in the draft yesterday to NFL media. Listen to this. I still, I still don't think uh, they compare to Justin right now. I'm going to say, yeah, we could add another receiver. They got some real talented ones. Uh, I know uh, Marvin, so... No, that'd be a choice of mine. But uh, any of those guys that uh, are the big names I've seen and uh, really like. So there you have it. DJ Moore still doesn't think any of the quarterbacks compare to Justin Fields right now. Wants Marvin Harrison. Shot or no shot? The Bears should seriously take DJ Moore's opinion into consideration. Wow. 
No shot. No, no shot. You, you don't like DJ Moore now, huh? I love DJ Moore. Glad he's on the our ag- team. I hope they extend his contract. Boy, the aggregators would have been on it without that. Yeah, <laughs> I had, man. I had to help save you from yourself there, Cappy. Yeah. Thank you, awful announcing. Um, what? The, it, look, what is he supposed to say? Yeah, you know what? I've been spending the last two weeks breaking down tape. I'd take Caleb Williams, too. Of course he's not going to say that. God, mommy, make it stop. Although it's great content. What can she do about it? My mom's gone, so not a lot. You done now? Love you, mom. You done? I'm done. I still still don't think... uh... They compare to Justin right now. That's about as dumb as when I was at Northern Illinois as a basketball coach. They fired Coach McDougal, and they had our players, who I love dearly, interview the final three candidates. Why? Well, we'd like their opinion who they'd like to play for. Most of them graduate in two years, you morons. Who cares what the players want? They're not. They're 20 years old. What do they know what they a know head nothing. coach is? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. Dumb. Okay. Let's Administrators, people that can't coach. Thank you, uh, Shay. Oh, hold on, Imus. I, I would say that <laughs> just, just be careful. <laughs> Dumbass players. Uh, no, just, I lo- see the headlines. Lo- David Kaplan in Chicago calls DJ Moore dumb. I can already see him. Oh, I'm I just trying that. to help us out. I didn't we say that. We don't need that. that again. Yeah, we don't. 11 after the hour, Imus Morning Program. But DJ Moore is a dumbass. <laughs> hey, what are you? <laughs> Charles McCord with us. Good morning, Mr. McCord. How are you? No. Cap, here's here's DJ Moore's been saying this the entire time because he's supporting his guy. Yes, because as far as he knows, D, 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 as far as he knows, he thinks that Justin Fields is going to be the quarterback next year, and so he's going to support his guy. Could you imagine if he did the opposite? That's what I just said to you. Yeah, yeah what if? Yeah, I'm breaking down all this tape, and we <laughs> got to take Caleb. Man, he's way better than Justin. Oh, please! And as one of our loyal listeners, Chris O'Neill on Twitter, he yes. listens to us every day. Yeah, he just tweeted at us. If all these teams are willing to trade everything to get Caleb Williams, why would the Bears that need a franchise quarterback for decades trade that opportunity? This makes no effing sense to me. Hashtag Bears. Yeah. <laughs> Swerve on them, bro. Everyone wants Caleb Williams, but not us. Nope. We're going to find the best running back out there. We're going to swerve everybody. No, you're not. The number one pick, the Chicago Bears <laughs> select running back. What? <laughs> oh, can you imagine? <laughs> I think I'd be, I, I might actually die on the spot. Like watching, I, might, I just might expire on the spot. Well, Carmen Yerkwood. Yes. They're selecting safety. I'm like, oh. <laughs> we just felt he was too good to pass up at one. Well, I think a running back is really the hallmark of the Chicago Bears. I want you to get a running back. <laughs> and the same mold as Sayers and Peyton. And, of course, the great said Benson. Huh? Wow. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Cap. Wow. Seriously. Yeah. I want an ultra back like Raymond. You want what? <laughs> I mean, seriously. That's I mean, the old bears. I mean, it is literally laughable. That, well, that's the old bears. That's the they old would, bears. They would, they would have stuck their beak in there. It's like, you know what? This is running back you. You got a good running back in the No, there's no running backs in the draft. I saw one here in the paper. This is the one I like. I like this young man from Concordia. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God Poles is there to be able to preside over this thing. Keep the McCaskies out. Go get your steps in. You're looking a little thick.
I've got work to do. Okay, my brother. (laughs) Have a good day. (laughs) Runs away. God. Uh, And if they would have hired Raheem Morris, that would have been so good. All right. (laughs) You completely keep him out. Out. Not even in the door. Beep. Beep. My key card isn't working. What you doing, man? Just trying to come in the facility. Back door. Correct. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That's what I would have liked, Cap. Just uh-huh. to keep the McCaskies completely out of the picture. Be there for the new stadium. We got the team on the field. Correct. We bought you a condo in Naples. We're good. Enjoy. Uh, well, uh, I'm off to Florida. Well, uh, <laughs> keep on keeping on. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Keep them out, Cap. Oh, let let the brothers work. That's God. what I'm saying. Wow. Shay, can, do we have one more? Uh, very quickly. Yes. Jesse Rogers told us yesterday, even after signing Cody Bellinger, the Bears could still have the space to go. In, or the Bears. Boy, oh, boy. The Cubs yeah. could still have the space to go and get Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's going to play safety for the Bears. Chapman could uh, be in this play to take a similar deal to Cody Bellinger, short-term, multiple opt-outs. To offset the inability to get a long-term deal this year, I think it's a little less likely he does that because he's already older. But shot or no shot, the Cubs should go and get Chapman. That's a shot. That is a shot. You can use an upgrade. I like the short thing versus the question mark. I don't want Morrell to look like Dunstan in the early years and have 30 errors over there in the corner. He's a good athlete, man. He doesn't need to be. Because what happens is, if he screws up at third, if he gets a line share of the time at third cap and he's not smooth over there, that'll, that'll go to the plate with him. It will. All of a sudden now, he's not hitting well. He's not fielding well. I want him to be that jubilant young player for the Cubs that keeps everything going. You need a guy like that in the locker room to just play well. He's always going to have ebbs and flows, but you don't want to have a bad glove out there to affect his bat. That's good analysis right there, pal. It is, but the difference <laughs> between you and I, you want more veteran-type guys. I want to let more kids play as long as I've got really good supporting cast around them. I want good defense if I'm a Cub fan because you're not, you're not hitting the hell out of the baseball cap. So if nothing else, keep the games close by being, playing airtight defense. They were third in the National League in scoring. And what did that get you? One game short because they dropped the ball. That and $2 gets you on the L. They didn't add enough at the deadline Just in the bullpen. You. Otherwise, they're there. Now now your watch thinks you have a heart attack. It just said, did you have a fall? No, it did not. <laughs> You're not upset. Not the alert's upset. going off. What's the ambulance doing out here? <laughs> wow. Because I'm talking about the Cubs and now his heart rate's up. I'm just like defense matters to me when you're not I you can give me those numbers all you want. It's not good enough. You need more. You don't have a you don't have a big star. You don't have multiple big boppers in there more than two. I mean, and so that's why your defense has to be tight, man. Tight. It is tight. It's not tight. Oh, my God. We got a gold glove shortstop. A gold glove finalist at second, a gold glove center fielder in Bellinger, a two-time gold glove winner in left field. Pete Crow. Give him some time. Got to play the kids. Is Belly going to play center or first base? I think he starts the season at center field. That's my prediction. What about the kids? And I was listening yesterday to the fine Waddle and Sylvie program. They had Boog Shambi on yesterday. Mm-hmm. And 
they asked him about how he, they think they use Cody Bellinger, and uh, Boog Shambi feels the exact same way. The start of the year, he's in center field. Pete Crow starts in AAA. Oh. And Michael Bush opens at first. He said then you could see, potentially, Cody slide over to first. Bush, DH, and Pete Crow, Armstrong, in center as the season goes on. Well, without kidding with you, Pete Crow needs some at-bats, so put him in the minors until you're ready to give him some meaningful at-bats. Yeah, now yeah. he crushes spring training, you're like, that guy's ready to be our everyday short st- uh, center fielder? Go for it. Around the NFL is next on Cap and J-Hood. Cap and J-Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. On Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and then he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Huh? Time to go around the National Football League here on the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. Reminding you, we'll hear from Ryan Poles, the general manager for the Bears, coming up at 9:15. Albert Breer is scheduled to be with us in our next half hour, but right now around the NFL, here's Shay Dorling. Shay, all right. I want to get started with some of the combine rumors. As everybody gathers in Indianapolis, we're hearing more and more from what these teams are planning to do this offseason. Who knows if any of it's true, but it's all worth talking about. I want to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Yesterday on social media, tweeted a photo of Kyler Murray with the caption, Our Franchise Quarterback. If you remember back in 2017, this is the same thing they posted about then-quarterback Josh Rosen, who they got rid of. What is the point in posting this? Why do you have to double down on a guy you already have and have paid? So, is it to say with a big Beacon on it. Woo, woo. With the <laughs> number four pick is for sale. Is he mentally needing the boost, the pat on the back? That's our franchise quarterback. Or is it the same nonsense that happened here when a social media person working for the Bears put QB1 for Andy Dalton? And Paul, or Pace and Neggy get a call. Uh, you're not going to like this, but social media put out QB1, and they went nuts. Why would you do that? Yeah. What is the upside? So I don't know. Is football ops involved in this? I can't believe it. Did he unfollow the team? He's still following. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a thing. Never, never find I don't know why that was. Franchise QB. Odd, right? Odd. I mean, I think that's already a given, but why do you have to reinforce it on social media? Unless there's something going on that we don't know. What do you think, Shay? I I don't know what they do. The Arizona Cardinals are mystifying to me. Yes. I never know what the plan is. <laughs> they have a pick in the top five. Could they take a quarterback? Absolutely they could. Why? Like, I can't rule that out. They owe a lot of money to Kyler Murray. I'm sure a team in the NFL somewhere, <clears throat> Pittsburgh, might be willing oh. to trade you for Kyler Murray. Like, I'm just not a fan. I, why would they tweet this right now? Yeah. It makes no sense. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, the whole NFL team's social media, I don't understand. I, it never makes sense to me why the social media teams are allowed to put stuff out like that right now. 
unless the Arizona Cardinals said, yes, you can put that out there. It's not like you're just going just haywire like the New, New Orleans Pelicans going after Stephen A. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, I think that's rogue. But Arizona did that, I think, uh, for a reason. From a front office standpoint. So you think football ops yep. got involved? Yeah, I do. Put this out. Yep. So Every team in the league looks at it and goes, oh, that's Morse code. That's the same thing they did with Josh Rosen. <laughs> Let me get on the phone. <laughs> Josh Rosen. All right. What's next, sir? Uh, report from Minnesota that has been labeled, quote, credible. Mm-hmm. Minnesota could trade Justin Jefferson and the 11th pick to New England for the third pick in the draft where they would select Jaden Daniels to be their future quarterback. I wouldn't do that. I would not do that. Listen, if I'm the Patriots, you couldn't get me off the phone oh, quick enough. Oh, I'll get it. I, I'm oh, yeah. driving my ass to Minnesota picking Jefferson up. No question. No question. But on the other end, no, I would not do that deal. Jaden Daniels? No. Would not do that. There's some people that love Jaden Daniels. Uh, I I haven't watched enough of him to give you an intelligent breakdown of him. Are they trying to unplug the franchise because they're kind of like in in the middle? Yeah, I think. The, look, you're in the middle, and you have to spend a lot of money to keep the pieces that have put you in the middle. So, why would you go? Let's get more expensive for the same pieces. And by the way, you're paying for what they've done, not what they will do. Mm-hmm. When you could go, let's just unplug this, recoup as many assets as possible, get a young quarterback, and see what happens. Yeah, because the Lions are the, you know where they're going. The Packers are going to be a perennial playoff team. The Bears are on the rise. That's the hope, right, from three to seven wins. And then Minnesota just just floating out there, Cap. Correct, but the, the difference is we said that about Tampa. Boy, that team's tanking. And guess what? They won a playoff game and almost beat the Lions in Detroit to go to the NFC title game. But you heard what Shea said about the money, though. That does matter. Like Cousins and and Jefferson, big ticket items for the Vikings. So what do you want to do there? And and it's almost, there's a similarity to like what the Bears were before Poles got here. You've got a couple of guys in which you can't get over the hump. It's good, but is it good enough? What Do you have enough capital to be able to add on? Do you have enough draft picks to be able to add on for you to be close to Detroit but every, or surpass Green Bay? But every single team got a bunch more money in cap space. Yes. It's not like only the Bears did. Everybody did. I'm just asking, are you winning with them enough that you can, are, are a strong contender in the NFC? And the answer is no. And despite every team getting a lot more money in cap space, you still have to guarantee the cash. And that that's the part that Minnesota might not want to do is give all of that cash to Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, two guys who are good but have kept them right in the fringe playoff berth and loss or not making the playoffs at all territory. Are you really going to commit? An average of $100 million in cash to two guys, average of $80 million in cash to those two guys who might just keep you in the middle or you want to unplug this thing and get as many future assets as you can. Well, I'll tell you what, though. That NFC is wide open. Wide open. You're telling me that... Is it? I believe it's wide open. You're telling me that the NFC is not? The AFC, okay, uh, Kansas City, obviously. Baltimore? Buffalo, there's some really good football teams over there. Well, your favorites again is going to be San Francisco, Rams are better, Dallas, 
Detroit. Yep. Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. There's like five. But there's no team there. You go unbeatable. Philly. They'll be in the in the mix yeah. again. But there's no team that you go is unbeatable. Yeah, but that's been true for a few years. And Minnesota's been running in the middle for all of them. How good would Minnesota have been if Cousins doesn't go down? They might have won the division. Yeah. Not I with Detroit in it. Yeah. Not with Detroit in it. That was a juggernaut, man. You know that. They were they finished seven and ten. Okay, so what? Like two more wins. Let's not forget either. They did when Cousins well, they was healthy. Four different quarterbacks. But when Cousins was healthy, it's not like they were playing lights out football either. They started the season zero and four. They were what three and five when he got hurt. Cap, you know how these teams do it now. It's like if we can't get over the hump and we are barely getting to the playoffs and we're spinning through the nose with a quarterback and wide receiver, it's kind of like, okay, so where are we going here with this? Okay, and you're telling me if you go to Justin Jefferson correctly with the right deal, but you don't bring back Cousins, but you get a quarterback. In the draft? In the draft. Okay. You're telling me that Justin Jefferson isn't going to sign that deal? No, and you know why? Because Tyreek Hill. Tell you, this is the way these position markets work. Tyreek Hill got paid, but he got paid. Justin Jefferson and his representation both should be looking at it like, I'm better than that, dude. I want more money than that. Okay, and what if the Vikings say, done? You can have it. Well, then he'll stay in Minnesota. I don't. I mean, he's 24 years of age. Why am I trading him? No, I understand your point, but you know, the the athlete Justin Jefferson does not want to be Larry Fitzgerald, and in which you're stuck in one spot and you can't get over the hump. Imagine a young quarterback in that spot now with the Vikings. Even though Jefferson is a big target, one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the National Football League. But who's going to get him the ball? Yeah. That does matter. No question. And I think they'll figure that part of it out. They'll have a plan. But if I own that team, that dude's not 31 now. He's 24. I agree. Uh, He's the best receiver in the NFL. Sorry, not trading I would, I would ask for the Vikings to put down their abacus and their slide rule and all their analytics and put some ball players in there. And let's go. Because they're so into the analytics. And this player, that player, that's who they are now under this new regime. How about putting some athletes in there and compete with Green Bay? Because you're saying, like, if Cousins stays healthy, okay, then they're as good as Green Bay, possibly. Nine wins. But they still get bounced. They would. Detroit, Detroit was that much better. Detroit's a better team right now. Damn right No they question are. about it. So Dallas better. San Francisco better. I mean, the Rams are, are going to be a better ball club. I, I'm surprised at the 10-7 record. Did not expect that from the Rams. Did not. That guy can coach. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he can. Uh, Albert Breer with the latest around the NFL with him from Indianapolis on Cap and Jay Hood.